and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales success in the Sales Chat Show virtual studio due to uh, the current kind of restrictions from uh, from COVID is Graham Jones, Phil Jessen, and I am Simon Hazeldean. And on the theme of the COVID-19 related topics, uh, we're recording this episode in uh, September. And uh, this episode is entitled, What Should Your Sales Team Be Doing to Avoid Being Damaged by the Second Wave? Now, this is inspired by um, the situation we're all facing, that as, as the COVID situation evolves and develops, the media at the moment is is um considering and speculating about the chances of there being a second wave coming of COVID infections and the therefore the likely knock-on impact that would have on businesses, the economy and our communities, etc. And we just thought we ought to explore this as, as a topic. It's very real and current and no doubt very, very impactful um, on on all of us and uh, Phil you're going to lead the charge on this got a couple of lenses I think a couple of different ways maybe you're suggesting that our listeners might want to consider this uh, the potential ramifications of this of yeah. this scenario yeah I, I think in any crisis situation battening down the hatches is not really a very sensible strategy uh, a lot of organizations do it hoping that the whole thing will blow over. But I think we know from crisis one that it can go on for months and eventually you have to open up the hatches and do something. I would encourage our salespeople listening to this, our sales and marketing directors listening to this, to be fast out of the blocks and do something early, i.e. ahead of the probability of this happening. So, if you think about the relationship with customers, if I was a salesperson on the road today, I, I would be asking those customers, um, how would a second wave affect you? And really try and understand the implications for each of my customers. And having done that, the follow-up question, of course, is, well, how can we help you deal with that? That's the question that would identify that, we might be able to add some value somewhere that the customer would appreciate. I think if I was a sales and marketing director on the road today, I would be very aware of the impact a second wave would have on remote working within my sales team and the mental health side of that. And we talked about this once before. Yes. That a couple of years ago, you would never, ever have seen the phrase mental health awareness being part of a sales and marketing director's job description. But certainly today, um, I think it would be. So each member of the team saying to myself, well, how would a second wave affect 
each member of my team and what are the early clues that they might be struggling and as we covered once before one member of the sales team might go very quiet because they're struggling and another member of the sales team might become quite animated and aggressive yeah. but they are both suffering from the same issue but those symptoms are highly personalized so that would be my first two offerings direction one what can we do with customers direction two what could a sales and marketing director do in the leadership of the team yeah graham your thoughts um it's worthwhile reflecting as you said that we're recording this in september but we're coincidentally recording it at exactly the same time that the uh scientific advisors to the government are holding a press briefing mm -hmm. as we're speaking they're they are doing this at the moment yeah. and i've just been looking at some of the things that are being said in the lead up to this meeting and to what they're saying um it's quite clear that they are saying we are entering another real problem phase that we are going to have to have some further restrictions to us so for salespeople, it's no good thinking this might be a problem that's all going to go away yeah. we are going to face restrictions on our activities as salespeople, no matter what and the wording that they're using at the moment is for several months to come so it's not something they you know they've been talking about a lockdown for two weeks and things like that they're now talking about uh, restrictions for several months to see us through the winter so that means the salespeople have got to plan for several months one of the issues they're highlighting is the fact that uh, long-haul flights appear to be a particular way of spreading the virus yeah so they gave an example of uh, 15 people on a flight infected by just one person who was positive so uh, those so uh, you can see that there will be restrictions on travel affecting salespeople these are inevitable things that are going to come out of the kind of information they're giving us and true the scientists are not the people who make the decisions but you can see that the politicians who the British politicians met at the weekend and their announcement this morning is that we are not in a place now where they can do nothing. So they are going to do something. They are going to restrict us. That means sales activities are going to be restricted. It means that there is no reason for not planning. Yeah, you've got to plan and organize for something that is going to last probably until next April or May. So another six or seven months of thinking about dealing with customers and dealing with suppliers in completely different ways. Because I, I was, it, you, you, you're probably picking up Graham on on what was going through my mind as Phil was sort of introducing and, and positioning it. And it, and I know it, it sometimes is a little bit of a trite phrase, you know, that people trot out. But it's a, you know, hope is not a strategic option or hope is not a strategic plan. And I know that does sound awfully cliche and and, and trite. But I think, you know. We, we all can do the denial thing you know we put our head in the sand and we we hope things are going to be okay um but i think what we have to be doing is looking at scenario planning such as you know i when i'm coaching people around negotiation you you don't know how the other party is going to respond but what you can at least do is maybe consider three possible scenarios that you might be facing and i think one of those scenarios should be 
the worst, the blackest, the, 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 you know, the really difficult. And that's going to take some, I think, some mental discipline and discomfort to consider that. You know, you put your um, rather like the, um, you know, Edward de Bono six thinking hats, I suppose, sim- feels similar to that. You know, the what's the bleak black hat? The black hat. The really difficult, you know, what's the worst, what's the worst situation? Have a look at your sales pipeline and go, which of these opportunities could get kiboshed, sorry, removed, damaged, hit? Not sure kiboshed is a, is a phrase that would necessarily resonate with all of our listeners from around the world. Because, you know, a sales director I was speaking to um, a few few weeks ago was said, I'm really struggling to work out which of these opportunities are actually to do with being paused and hit by COVID and which are actually to do with the salespeople are not on top of them as much. And it's that side of, that's kind of difficult conversations that we've got to, we've got to have. And I think crossing our fingers and hoping for the best. Great. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of thinking positively, but we've got to face the brutal reality. And we also have to do some very realistic thinking here. And what are we going to do? with scenario A, scenario B, and at worst, what are we going to have to do with scenario C? And let, let's get some of you smart people together, you know, and start and start debating, discussing, involving, involving more. That's the great thing as a leader. You don't have to solve all the problems yourself. Get 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 your get other perspectives, get your people involved and and, and have a look and see what we think those those things are. Just on the subject of scenario planning, I think you're quite right. What I think a sales and marketing director should be facilitating. Uh, if you think of a of a four square matrix here, it's the likelihood of something happening, low, high, and the impact if it did, low, high. Yeah. So what the sales and marketing director is particularly interested in is things that are highly likely to happen that would have a high impact if they did. And that's a very good exercise that a sales and marketing director could facilitate with the sales team on a virtual meeting or whatever it might be. Get them involved, get them involved in looking at stuff that's going to affect them. I think having some sort of structured, you know, facilitation process to, to take the team through to to guide to guide the thinking, I think, you know, like scalings and those sort of things how like if this happens what's the impact how likely i feel i think it's a great way of 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 structuring structuring the thinking there yeah one thing that i think is a problem though for salespeople is what happens when they are together and so our movement will inevitably be restricted uh, people will probably be asked to work from home again rather than going into the office. All those kind of things are going to happen. And when you do that and you put people back home, they spend all of their life on the internet rather than just a few hours a day. And they end up getting sucked into all kinds of nonsense, not just nonsense about COVID, but nonsense about sales and selling. And, you know, group th- online group think starts to happen. And so everybody will start to get as we saw back in march people start to think that doing something online is the right way to do it because people are all at home and the only way of contacting them is online whereas actually the evidence shows us the reverse the evidence shows us for example that online advertising online marketing anybody in sales will know 
that has an average return rate of 1%. That means 99% of your online activity in terms of typical marketing like uh, search engine uh, adverts and so on is 99% ineffective. And But if you get sucked into we must do that, people advertise more. The only people who benefit from that are Google and Facebook. Yeah. You don't benefit as a business, and yet the data shows us that what people really engage with is print. And so we should actually be posting stuff out to their homes because the postal service is deemed as essential and therefore things will be delivered. So actually if you post your marketing to people's homes, to where they where you can get hold of them, uh, or leaflet drop or those kind of things, you're more likely to get engagement with your business than going down this we must do everything online. Even it's, social media only has a 3% return. Well, maybe, you know, maybe it's even, you know, be a bit of a contrarian when others zigzag, as they say, you know, if, if, you know, so let's get the customer on a Zoom. Why do you get the customer on a phone? Yeah. Just, just be that little bit different because of people talk about Zoom fatigue, you know, and the customer might actually regard a telephone call pleasant break so if everyone else is you know just I, i'm not saying that's the right thing necessarily i'm just i think it's just like you know let's let's you know if you if you swim with the tide you know maybe you get a part of a big group of everyone else is swimming is swimming with the tide but i mean i think there is there will be this this remote virtual selling however we however we want to um, uh, you know uh, describe this is is clearly this is not a short-term thing it's all been part of a longer-term trend anyway people working remotely people working flexibly that has just been accelerated by the covid situation and i think sales directors you've got to be looking now at longer term what is the capability for your sales team to be operating effectively? What are your sales enablement functions, sales operations need to be doing to be supporting the effective? What's the mindset, skill set, tool set that people need to be operating like this? Because if Graham's saying, which I don't, I don't think is an unfair prediction, we're now going, we're going well into 2021. Um, and anyway, it was a trend that was happening anyway, you know, and inside sales, as it used to be referred to, where uh, typically inside sales, in most of my experience, they tend to be looking after the smaller deals or they're supporting the more important external salesperson, I think is going to is going to be completely scrambled. And, um, and you know, we're going to have to revisit, you know, we we did that does COVID spell the end of the field sales force episode, you know, exactly picking up picking up those themes. So but I think this is probably now a mindset that has to move on from here's a temporary fix until we come out of this to this is more of a yeah. longer term, maybe even semi permanent or permanent way of working as those people. Experiences shift. Data I saw recently was a graph comparing the growth in online sales uh, from the last six months to the previous 10 years. And the growth that we'd seen in online sales for 10 years is what we'd had in the last six months. Yeah. So we've had 10 years of growth in the space of six months. And so, but the important part of that figure is that even with that growth, even with that change, 65% of everything we buy is still bought in the real world. Yeah. And so even though 
we've had you know a massive surge in online selling people are still buying most of what they buy most sales are happening in the real world and so even though you're right that we're going to definitely continue that trend we've still got to remember that real world stuff is really still the most important thing to do and so if we're locked in or prevented from visiting that real world what can we do to make it as more of a real world experience for people so phone calls as you say zoom calls maybe a bit more uh, real world because you're speaking to someone but you know leaflet drops all those kind of things to put it back into the real world become really important to people so we shouldn't ignore those as in part of our planning because as you say the future is going to be this mix of real and virtual yeah. and we've got to work out how we mix that yeah Phil. a couple more uh, thoughts from me i think that sales and marketing directors need to look at the markets that they are currently in and work out where that might need to change uh, interestingly my next door neighbor but one uh, who retired when he was 49 um, his investment portfolio in the last three months has gone up by 25 percent because he's clever enough and knowledgeable enough to know which markets his money should be in and a sales and marketing director is in the same place he or she has got to look at which markets should they be in bearing in mind the current situation and of course some are very buoyant and are growing logistics and uh, all matters it being a good example of that i think another thing i would be doing if i was a sales and marketing director is uh, bringing in uh, remotely maybe a speaker on health and wellness um, I liked the metaphor that uh, health is a four-legged table physical health mental health emotional health and spiritual health and there are plenty of professional consultants and speakers around that could help individual members of the sales team work out what they need to do on those four legs the, the metaphor that I, wa I once read about was actually titled keep your table stable and they were really talking about getting the the balance right on each of those four legs because if one is short then something will slide off the table and crash i think that's an interesting metaphor so as a sales and marketing director um, I know that I personally wouldn't be expected to know a huge amount about each of those four legs, but there are many people that I could hire to talk to my sales team that could do a great job on that in a series of 20-minute uh, remote sessions on Zoom or whatever. I think irrespective of job description or something like that, you know, if you're any, if you're any sort of a decent leader, then the health and well-being of your people will always be one of your number one, you know, one of your top priorities, if not the number one priority. And uh, and your your teams will obviously notice that as well. I would say is another, you know, where your attention goes, their attention goes. What you focus on, they they focus on. So you know, I think it's critical. And on a more mundane thing, I am I'm just fascinated by graham's comments i'd be fascinated to know what the response rates for direct mail is at the moment because i wonder if it's got have you got any data 
I haven't got any data, but I'll find out. And maybe we'll do another episode on direct mail and why that might be more beneficial to people. It's just a very, and of course there is the slight challenge. People obviously going to be working from working from home, etc. Um, but I mean, imagine working. You know, the the companies will be redirecting physical mail uh, to to employees. But you could always, for example, say, "What's the best way to What's the best way to get this to you?" Uh, just something I need to post. Is it? And and if you ask, you know, some customers will say, "No, no, no, you're not having my home address." But if you ask, some will, somebody said that to me and say, "Yeah, yeah, sure, pop it in the post." Uh, here's here's my home address and then that drops through the letterbox there they are working at home and you're the only piece of thing physical thing for them to read that comes through just be interesting to test it you know it might might not work but it might be brilliant you know i just think uh, when others zigzag as my uh, an md of mine had a poster on his office wall that's where i got the phrase that's where i got the phrase from earlier you know that was his uh, his contrarian view of the world so so any closing thoughts gentlemen phil graham uh, my, my view is you can't do nothing you've got to do something and you've got to think about it now yep absolutely phil uh rather like graham i've got the um the news bulletin running in the background and it uh, it says that fifty thousand covid cases a day by mid-october will be the case if the current infection rate is not halted. So coming back to my comment about uh, the probability of things happening and the impact if they did, I think that's fairly compelling evidence to suggest to any sales and marketing director that they need to be drawing up a comprehensive plan uh, now during the remaining days of September. And I would just, I would say that this might be quite daunting if you're listening to this as a sales manager, sales leader, sales director, what on earth do I do? Uh, I would say what on earth you need to do is you don't need to tackle this on your own. You need to get some of your good people together and, you know, collectively brainstorm this. And also employee engagement, you know, the people's sense of hearts and minds, uh, of uh, emotional and intellectual connection to their employer. One of the big drivers is feeling valued and involved. So there you go. So firstly, you're going to help them feel valued. You're going to involve them. And also they will come up with better ideas collectively, the hive mind, as it's sometimes called, than you will staring at a blank sheet of paper all on your own as as you know as a leader don't you don't have to take all of that responsibility on yourself it is your responsibility but it doesn't have to just be you that's working on it so use use the brains inside your people's heads and i'm sure they will come up with some you know some some ways of dealing with this and thinking through some scenarios as we as we go as we go forwards so obviously challenging times uh, coming folks and uh, you know we'll continue to do our best at the sales chat show to hopefully give you some some thoughts and ideas and some support as as we continue to go through these difficult and and challenging periods um so in the meantime you know obviously we want to wish you good luck and good selling but most importantly you know please stay safe and uh, look after each other inside your organizations and be there for each other support yourselves as as we go through these difficult situations uh, 160 something episodes uh, many of which i'm sure may may uh, have topics that that may help in in some small way maybe 
with uh, some of the sales challenges that you're facing. Uh, all those available, saleschatshow.com or wherever you get your your sales podcasts. And we just want to wish you very best of luck. And um, most importantly, most importantly, make sure you all stay safe, folks. Thank you very much for listening. have been listening to an episode of the sales chat show to stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success please visit saleschatshow.com thank you very much for listening to this episode and from everyone here at the sales chat show we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling (laughs) 